I wanted to do an advert for Anchor. This is the app that I'm actually using to do every episode of Analogy of the Sun. It's super freaking easy. Uh, it's also free. So couldn't get any better than that. If I can use this and I'm able to like put stuff on Spotify and all that, then you definitely can. If you've ever thought of just having a podcast for fun, like what I'm doing, then I would definitely suggest that you download Anchor now and they actually will upload it to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and things of that nature or those type of apps for you. Again, it's completely free. There's no minimum listenership that you have to have. Everything you need in one place to make a podcast. It is amazing. So if you've ever thought about having a podcast at all, just for fun, or possibly to add to your work or your business, then please go ahead and download Anchor today. Hi guys, this is Jenny. Thanks for tuning in to the Analogy of the Sun podcast. I wanted to do a quick little episode, kind of like an extension of the last episode that I just did about um, you know people romanticizing mental illness or fa- fetishizing it because that that is a thing, um, sadly. But that's been a thing for a very long time. So um, I was very surprised about it, but also not very not surprised either because if you look at I mean since the beginning of time uh, people that are you know strong artists like I've kind of mentioned in the last episode you know Hunter S. Thompson Sylla, Sylvia Plath Vincent Van Gogh um, these people have really struggled with mental illness to the point where um, you know, Anne, Anne Sexton they actually killed themselves so I had attempted it several times prior Hunter S. Thompson, I don't think he actually attempted it several times. He just did it. He was over and done with everything. Um, so it, there has always been some some kind of romanticism or fetishizing of mental illness as a way to um, glorify, maybe not knowingly, but to glorify people that have mental illness, especially from people that don't have it because they seem, people with mental illness seem very uh, interesting and crazy, like fun time, crazy, blah, 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 until, uh, you know, they're laying in bed for two weeks and haven't showered. And now you're like, okay, who did I get in a relationship with? Because they were just having fun a couple days ago. Now they won't leave the bed. So I wanted to kind of touch on that. And as after I've posted that, and it's been a few days, I'm still not happy with what transpired in that person's posting. I'm still, I'm still very, um, I would say I'm not irritated anymore. I would say I'm more, um, just kind of sad about it. Uh, just because I have such, I do hold this person in such high regard, but I also have to look at it. That's probably partially of my mental issues as well as because I do tend to put someone on a pedestal when I know them and love them. I tend to, some would, some would call it splitting where, uh, people are either all good or all bad. So especially, I really only tend to do that with people that I love. Um, I either love you or I hate you. There's really no in in between there, but even, even to kind of sit down and and think about what I said and and where my position was and where I was sitting on it. I still, I'm still sitting in that position. I'm just not as upset about it. 
but I wanted to come on here real quick and just, um, say, I've, you know, I've been thinking about it and I know a lot of that comes from my own hangups with it and my own personal growth and what I've had to deal with while I was growing up and the fact that I had to hear constantly that I was doing it for attention or I was being accused of it or I essentially was being interrogated of, well, you don't really have this, you know, you're just doing it for attention. And even if I did give what I consider to be a legitimate reason for cutting myself, you're doing it for attention. Like you're just doing it for attention or, you know, you're making yourself vomit for attention or you're starving yourself for attention because there are times when I don't think I really even believed I had anorexia. I didn't know. I, I didn't think I had anorexia for a long time. I wouldn't say a long time, but I didn't think I had it. I just knew that I was losing weight because I was eating a certain way. And I mean, this is a 14 year old kid here. You know what I mean? Like this is not 14 year olds don't understand why they do 80% of the shit that they do. You know, they don't understand, you know, reactions to things, subconscious reactions to things. They don't understand um, you're only eating one meal a day and it's rice and tomatoes. That's not, that, that's not healthy. You're doing this because not only are you somewhat getting a high from the energy of not eating, because you do. At, there is a point where you're like, my stomach hurts, but damn, I feel good. You know, like, fuck, I can do so much shit right now. And I can, I can, you know, we can do so much stuff in this room. We can work out. We can play we can kickbox like there's so much stuff you can do when you really aren't hunkered down with have eating haven't eaten a really huge meal so I was losing a lot of I was losing a lot of weight and I didn't I cut out because I was drinking a lot of sodas I cut all that stuff out you know I cut out pretty much everything except for rice and I had turned into a vegan at the time and you know this was 25 years ago and people weren't vegans back then you know there were but there wasn't a lot to eat and so I was kind of stuck in eating certain things and it be, then it became very obsessive. And I didn't know I had an eating disorder. I I would go around and be like, look how much weight I lost. Look at this. You can see my fucking ribs. Isn't this awesome? Like, I didn't know that that was damaging. I didn't know that until someone was like, until a friend of mine, a really close friend of mine, at the time, she's like, she goes, Jenny, do you, she says, I'm not trying to be a bitch or anything, but you've lost a lot of weight really quickly. She goes, look, what are you eating in a day? And I would tell her, and she's like, are you purposely starving yourself? Like, what's going on? I'm like, well, no, because I just, I can't, I mean, there's just not a lot of stuff to eat right now. Because, I mean, unless I want to have salad every day, because I don't want to eat meat. And because I kind of went through this, I, we went to a family, um, it was a wedding for my aunt. And I'm from the South, okay? Like, I'm, my family's from North Carolina and Virginia, and they had a huge pig there. I had never seen, at that point in my life, I had never seen a full pig with an apple in its mouth and olives in its eye sockets laid out and people just honking into it. I couldn't eat. I was like literally traumatized <laughs> by seeing that. I was fucked up for a while. I did not eat meat after that for a long time. And at that point, and then when I started like actually surfing the internet, because this is a long time ago, I started seeing that actually there were people that what really was happening during, you know, dairy farms and eggs and all that stuff. And I really was like, you know, if I'm not going to eat meat, well, I shouldn't, I shouldn't fucking, you know, eat cheese, you know, cause that's horrible what they're doing to these cows. 
and ripping their babies from them and, you know, constantly getting, you know, getting them pregnant and, you know, impregnating them constantly and then, you know, all of that. And so I was like, you know, I shouldn't eat that. And so at that point, again, this is right when there was nothing. Maybe there were, you know, Boca burgers, you know, veggie burgers that tasted like trash. They taste like shoe leather. They were bad. There just wasn't a lot out there. So you had rice, legumes, salad, really. And that's really what I really could eat. But I, I didn't, but I was 14. I was not aware of avocado oil, grapeseed oil, you know, cooking things in a lot of oil. I did not know that. And she goes, well, you're not, she goes, are you purposely trying to starve yourself? And I, when she said that, I was like, I go, well, I wasn't at first. And she goes, well, are you, she goes, are you starting to do that now? I said, well, yeah, because I feel so good that I don't, when I don't eat and I'm like losing all this weight and I want to keep going. You know, and in reality, I was, I was probably like a size six when I started. And I look back at pictures. I was a little chubby in my personal opinion, just because I was eating, like I said, I was drinking a shit ton of Cokes. Like I did have extra weight on me. And then all of a sudden I dropped like 20 pounds probably in a very small amount of time. And so I can see how people thought, wow, she's, there's something not right there. But it really wasn't, didn't start out as this like nefarious thing. I wasn't doing it at first to, to drop weight. I really started as, as a, as, it was compassionate at first. It was, it was for a reason of, of total um, love and understanding of, you know, not eating something that I, I couldn't kill myself. That was my whole thing. I'm like, if I can't kill an animal, I should sure as fuck shouldn't eat it, you know. So I it started out okay. And then when she asked me and I really had to sit back and think, I'm like, yeah, I really haven't been eating. And yeah, I really liked looking at my bones and my hip bones and, and all these things protruding out. And, um, and it had gotten out of control at that point. And so I tried to get a little bit better. And then, of course... Um, it got worse. And then, and then I started, uh, I started eating cause I didn't want, I didn't want to tip off anyone else to that fact. Cause once you get really skinny, then, you know, everyone knows, you know, jigs up at that point, you're, you've got problems. And so I started, uh, eating, but then I would start, uh, vomiting. So then I knew I really had an issue because I was vomiting several days in a row. And then I'd have to take a break because, you know, I did know that it would eat away at your esophagus and your teeth and, I didn't want to do that, so I started to, you know, I would take a couple days break, and then I'd get back to that, and, um, so that, but that always, that's what I'm saying, is that you never know, you never understand what's going on until you really sit down and go, okay, all right, so I've sat down for a couple days, I'm like, okay, I was really upset about what this person posted, and I, I'm not saying I shouldn't have been as upset as I was, because I feel like I'm still, it's still a legitimate fear, feeling, and fear of what this person did because I will forever. And again, this partial part of this, a percentage of what I said is my hang up of, I have been forever. And we're talking, you know, when I was 14, I'm 38. Now we're talking that I have been 24 years of really just not constant, but if I come out to someone about something, of them like second guessing me or giving me, you know, the third degree. I feel like I have to kind of go, no, 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 for real. Like I really do. Like it's not, 
because some people feel like if you have a mental illness or you have issues, if they don't see it, it's not real. And I think maybe that's still go. Obviously, that's still going on now because this person felt the need to have to post a long diatribe about their issue. And I still, since I've known this person for almost the same amount of time that I've had issues of my own, that I've known her. I mean, it's been you know well over two decades. I feel like she wants to make it seem legitimate by telling everyone like coming out and telling, Oh, you know, that's how people feel like, you know, their, their problems can be seen and, and understood. But also it, I maybe because if she is having this problem, maybe because she never has had this problem before, she doesn't understand that doing so not only does it make her look ridiculous in the end, because it does. And I know there's probably people that, and there are people that are looking at that because I've, you know, talked, I've discussed it with two people and they, they're friends with them on Facebook. They look at their like, that's unnecessary. And so now your problems look like a joke. And not only do your problems look like a joke, now everyone else's problems look like a joke too. So that's my whole thing. And I, like I said, it's my hangup of when people are open about it, but I just feel like there's other ways to be open about stuff than to be like, I just had a panic attack and I'm going to get on Facebook right now and tell everybody. Well, why? Why do you have to, why do you have to explain yourself to anyone? That's not, your life is not about having to explain yourself to anyone. You're in your thirties. We're almost 40 years old. That's not, we're not in our twenties feeling like we have to. And if sorry for people who are in their twenties that are listening to this or younger, when you're in your twenties, like Noel Fielding, if you know, if anyone knows who Noel Fielding is, I love you to death. And we're now best friends. Noel Fielding, who was in a show called The Mighty Boosh and also in a show called Luxury Comedy, and he's a stand-up comedian. He's been in the IT crowd. He's a British comedian. I love him to death. He's my, fa- he's my favorite artist, period. Like his stand-up, his art, everything. Anyway, so he has had an interview when he turned 40. You guys know when you're in your 20s, you are trying to tell everyone. You know, you're trying to figure out, you're trying to figure out who you are. And then when you get closer to, you know, in your late twenties, early thirties, you're start, you're trying to tell everyone who you are. And then when you get in your forties, you just, you don't care. <laughs> and I've got more to that. I don't care because I was that person in my, uh, even in my early te- like my late teens, early twenties, all through my twenties and into my, you know, early thirties, I was trying to figure out who I was and tell everyone. And it constantly changed. And I think that also, I think has to do a lot with my mental issues too, is constantly changing who I was and hair color and the religion I was and, um, what I stood for and my morals and not necessarily my morals, but you know, my, my political standings and, you know, always trying to figure out what fit me properly and how I could fit into a group and feel accepted. And some people, I'm sure, still deal with that into their 40s and 50s, and unfortunately, maybe probably for the rest of their life. I mean, it's a very horrible feeling to feel like you don't connect with anyone fully. But no one tells you, you'll never connect with anyone fully. There's never going to be that missing piece person in your life, whether it's a friend or a husband or a wife, boyfriend, girlfriend, spouse, whatever. There's never going to be a person that's going to come up to you like this, like the clouds are going to part, this person's going to walk up to you, and they're going to be the best person in the world for you. It's just never going to happen. And that's what I thought. I thought I'm going to find this one group of people, or I'm going to find this one guy or this one girl or whatever. And I'm going to feel like they complete me. (laughs) And I thought that for the, I thought that forever and ever and ever thinking I'm going to find this one group, this one ideology, this one belief, this one person, this one, whatever. And I'm going to feel like I am accepted. I'm going to feel 
like I've been seen. And that does not exist. It does not exist. You have to be okay with you. And it's really hard to do for, I think, anyone, really. I don't think this is just a mental health thing. I don't think this is just, you know, people that have issues or growing up with trauma or, you know, grew up with, you know, whatever. I think this is everyone. Everyone is always, you know, you're, you're wanting to be seen. We're a very communal animal. We're, we're wanting to be, have that connection with somebody. And what is the, the ultimate connection is to find someone that you have everything in common with. And you guys love all the same songs, the same movies, same this and that. And you're just best friends all the way. Well, that's your, that's not going to happen because you, yeah, we're communal animals, but at the end of the day, we're also very messy animals. And we have drama and we get pissed at things we're not supposed to get pissed at and we'll get happy over and get too excited over things and that might irritate the shit out of you because you're like why the fuck are you this happy about it's not that funny like what are you talking about everyone has these ebbs and flows like you're gonna have a good day and a bad day and so yeah i feel like um it's just some people still get into that thing of wanting to express and tell everyone who they are and maybe that person is still there i don't know um nor do i want to really discuss it with them i I'm telling you guys because I know I'm getting it out because honestly, when I have talked to this person in the past about the things they've done or posted or said, saying that it's very, I mean, that's kind of rocky ground that you're standing on here. Like I'm not trying to even walking towards them with perfect love and perfect trust, you know, uh, and trying to be as open and as nice as possible with what I'm telling them and just being like, Hey, just, I'm just curious why you thought you know, why did you, why did you say that? I'm just curious, you know, I'm not trying to be mean or anything. I just, I'm really wanting to know what your thought process was. Um, cause I, I'm just wanting to unpack it. Cause I really don't see why, why would you say that? Well, you just think this and okay. All right. I'm sorry. I'm done. Like you're, you, I'm not attacking you. I'm just saying, Hey, just curious why you said that you're always judging me. Okay. I'm done. All right. Sorry. You're right back. I'm going to back away now. And you can do whatever you need to do over there. And I'm just not going to see it anymore because I don't, I don't have constant judgment for people. I just don't, I'm, it's my thing is I don't understand why people do half the shit they do. I don't understand why I do half the shit I do, but I want to, I want to understand why you say things. I want to understand why you do things. I want to understand why if you have an issue with something that you know that I've had an issue forever, why don't you contact me or why don't you contact someone that you you know, you live with that has the same issue. Like, why would you have to do those things? And like I said earlier, like I, to someone else, I said, you know, I, I think I have a weird feeling when it comes to people posting, not just this person, but in general, I have a really weird feeling. It makes me very icky, like gross, like, like someone who's really disgusting, like, you know, like someone who's like creepy is like, like leering at me. That's how it makes me feel. It makes me feel gross. Like I need to take a shower when people post overshare on social media, not saying I have not done that in the past. I've been on social media for like 10, 12 years. So I've, I have definitely been guilty of oversharing for sure. For sure. I think we all have, especially when it started or especially, you know, whatever. But yeah, I'm not saying I've never been guilty of it. That would be ridiculous. That would be ridiculous. Uh, has my husband ever done that? No, he hasn't because he's barely on it at, at all. It never has been. <laughs> I'm the one that started up his first MySpace page. Yeah, that's how long we've been together. That's how old we are. But so I'm not saying I've never been an oversharer. I have for sure. But I feel like now we're, we're like in our 40s almost. Like we're getting to be 40. It's 
people go on social media to share things like this podcast i share all over my social media and i have so many different social media platforms on my phone to share this because i want to help people that are having the same issues that i'm having and people that are struggling that don't even know that they're fucking struggling like you don't know that because mental illness or addiction or codependency or whatever has such a stigma still on it or when you even if it's not a stigma you do see the over romanticizing or the over fetishizing of mental illness mental health addiction uh codependence alcoholism whatever you see it and you're like that's fucking gross i don't even want to talk about anything i have because that's nasty like all of this is just an icky feeling so when people go on social media it's to share things like i share this podcast well you want to share that your kid just graduated high school that's awesome share it that's great. Let your hundreds, hundreds of friends or maybe even thousands of friends know that you're proud of your child. Like, that's great. If you don't have a fear of the people that are following you, you showing a picture of your kid, then fine. Share it. That's great. If you want to share that you just got, you know, you just bought a new house. That's awesome. That's great. That's a milestone. Share that you bought a new house. But when it comes to the things of that are very personal, very private things, I feel like that should be talked with over, like that should be discussed over with a professional, not your hundreds of Facebook friends. Talk to a professional. If you feel like you have problems, I know I have problems, but I don't, ta- I don't post about it on, on social media because unless I'm doing these podcasts, which I only started or well, I only talk, start talking about it because I know people have problems, but I just don't think that saying, Hey, I just had this and I overcame it. Boom. Like, okay, that's great. But you need to go see a professional. And I'm saying this as someone who has not seen a professional in a very long time. And I know I need to do that too. So yes, judgment on my end, but I know I need to see a professional. That's why I don't post about it. <laughs> Cause I'm not doing anything to fix it. Like I'm be like, Oh, I had a panic attack. Well, what the fuck are you doing to fix it? Nothing. And shut the fuck up. You know, you have a problem. Fix it. If your car had a flat tire, you'd fix it. You can't sleep through the night. You had a panic attack. You're freaking thinking you're dying. Go fix that. So I, and a side note, I am trying to look for a therapist right now that I can afford. And if someone listening to this knows a way for me to be able to get help financially to get a therapist, I would love to hear it. So I know I need help. I just, I feel like, and again, some part of this is my hangup of it's not appropriate to discuss things in public. Like to till this day, I still think it's inappropriate to tell people how much money you make. That's old school, I guess. I don't know. I think it's inappropriate. It's inappropriate. It's inappropriate. I don't need to know. Like, don't tell me. That's great. It's inappropriate to talk about all your mental illness unless it's with a, so a professional who can help you. Unless it's someone who's already been through that and they can maybe try to give you tips. I don't think it's appropriate. I just, I don't think opening up your life to everyone is appropriate. I think it's disgusting. I think there's some things that need to be kept behind closed doors that you deal with, with someone who is a licensed professional or someone you discuss with that, you know, it's going to help you or something. I just coming also from a generation of when you told people things in high school, then you were called a lot of other things. Like you were really judged. And to think that that's changed now is bullshit. You are still judged. Hello. What am I doing right now? I'm judging what that person did because even though I feel like it, it deemed me kind of net, it deemed me okay to do it because I have something that's this person knows I have the same thing and it's 
and they had to just all of a sudden also they I think another reason why I'm mad is because in that post they also had the balls and the gall to essentially like give a sentence I had told her and nod it at me like oh some people say this okay well some people say they're not friends with you on Facebook anymore and that would be me so I just that's that I think that's it's petty because she made it kind of petty so yeah it's not right it's not right what I did it's not right that I you know whatever but to think that since when you're out of high school high school shit stops I'm here to tell anyone who's still in high school or just got out of high school it never does High school is high high school. Everyone's like, that's so high school. Why would she act like that? Because that's people. High school is essentially just like prison. In my personal opinion is a very good social experiment. High school is an amazing social experiment. It shows you how people section themselves off just like prison. It shows you how people actually act towards other groups, just like prison. It it really is a great social experiment. So to think you're going to get out of high school and things are going to be so much better and drama is not going to be as bad bullshit. I'm telling you it is. It is. People still judge. That's how human beings are. It's just something in our brain. It is a way for, it's a, it's an, it's from, it's just an evolutionary thing that has happened to us in our brain. We have to look at someone and see if they're going to be a predator or whatever you have. Your first thing is when you see something about someone, you're going to judge it. Whether it be positive or negative, you judge. And people say they're not judgmental. They're lying to you. They're fucking lying. Because it's not, it's not, it's not okay to be judgmental. Yeah, we're all judgmental. And I hate the shoes you're wearing, but I'm not going to tell you. (laughs) It's okay to be judgmental. That's just part of our, it's part of something that's happened to our brains and our mind during evolution. It's perfectly normal. So to think that you can just kind of dump your purse out on the couch, you know, forgily speaking, you know, pull a freaking um, basket case on breakfast club and think that people aren't going to judge you for dumping your purse out on the couch. Well, they're going to, because no one asked for that. No one, no one asked you to unleash and unload themselves yourself on everybody. No one asked for that. So of course, just like high school, when you tell someone something and then everyone fucking knows about it and everyone thinks you're an idiot or a whore or whatever, it's the same thing. You unleash and unload on social media People are going to judge you. And then all of a sudden you're going to get people going, you know, maybe a boyfriend or girlfriend. Like, why did you post that? I've had so many fucking people text me about why, why would you say that? Cause that's actually happened to me a long time ago. Jerry, my husband would come to me like, why did you post that? Because I have people texting me, asking me if you're okay or whatever's going on. So it, not only are you causing drama for yourself, you're causing drama for other people too. And I don't think that I'm not saying this person thought that when they posted it, I'm not saying anyone thinks that when they post that stuff. Cause you're not, I think You're just trying to connect, but you're also trying to be like, nah, 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 boo-boo, you know, stick your head in doo-doo, I'm better than you, or um, it's just something. There's always some kind of underlying reasoning for posting on social media, and it's usually selfish reasons. It's very rarely is it, but I'm trying to get better on the very rarely selfish. I usually try to post something about, hey, did you know what was happening, and you know, my MR, do you know what's happening in, you know, Florida right now? Like, let's, let's open, let's use this space as a, as a useful space to open up our minds, not keep them closed in with, you know, our obsession of the ego. Again, I'm not perfect. I'm not a perfect person. No one is. So I just feel like social media is a very dangerous, but can also be a very useful tool depending on who you put it in the hands of who you put it in. Um, so I just think we, that's, you know, I'm just going to leave on that. I think maybe we should just, I understand that I have still have work to do. I have a lot of work to do as me on, as, 
of me as me as a person. <laughs> we all do. And I, you know, hopefully we never will have to, fi- you know, be finished. That's, that's, you know, part of the journey, right? You will learn a little bit about yourself, hopefully every day or every week and unpack and unload more things and you'll never stop learning. So hopefully I, we can, you can learn from my mistakes. I can learn from my own mistakes. And then maybe going forward, we can all be a little bit more understanding, but also let's, uh, Let's not post, you know, let's not post where your panty line is on, uh, or your bikini line is all over social media.